You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist. I'm your host, Kevin, coming to you live-ish from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's a podcast, kids, so you can listen to it whenever the fuck you want. Uh, we got a great little show for you today. Going to be talking about a band that is uh, up and coming. They're making waves. They're, they're, they're doing the thing. Talking about Garcia Peoples. We've talked about them before. We've talked about them on this podcast and also on uh, the other podcast that we produce, Dead to Me. Uh, and this is a band from Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, five-piece. Uh, Tom Malak, Danny Ar- Arakaki, Cesar Arakaki, Derek Spaldo, and, and PJ Sixon. And, you know, in, in 2018, they put out a great little album called Cosmic Cash. And it was um, got some comparisons to Pavement, but it was, it was nice and breezy. And people were wondering what they were going to do next. So what they're going to do next is Natural Facts. That is the album that is coming out this Friday. And uh, what they did is increase the riffage, they increased the volume, they increased the awesomeness, Uh, they just sort of uh, leveled up, is what I'm trying to say. They leveled up and made a great damn album. So, I'm sure you're going to be hearing about it from everybody else, but we wanted to talk about it. My good friend Eduardo Nunes, co-host of Dead to Me, is going to be talking about this, and, uh, and then if you hang out after... We're going to be talking about a uh, little track from our good friend Phil Cook. He dropped a surprise album, and uh, it's lovely, and it is human, and it is uh, earth-moving, uh, much like Phil Cook himself. So we're going to be talking about that. So if that's the show that you think you're in for and that you have been looking for uh, where whenever you're listening to this podcast, let's go. I'm going to kick it off with a little track from uh, Natural Facts. This was the first single, and it verily rocks. This is Feel So Great. Oh, 
that little slice of grimness is Feel So Great off of Garcia People's second full-length album, Natural Facts. Joining me to talk about uh, and possibly fall into a wormhole, Mr. Eduardo <laughs> Nunes. How you doing, sir? All right, man. How are you? Pretty good. This is, um, you know, I, I think we're both fans of the psych music the psych uh psychedelic music maybe even psychedelics in general i don't know yeah maybe in our past a little bit they're not they're the the enjoyment of the music and uh yeah yeah psychedelics are not mutually exclusive uh, um but you're also uh, a big fan of pavement yes you are. We, we haven't talked about the malcolmus record yet maybe we'll get to that at some point you mean his Zeropa? Um, yeah, his oh jesus christ <laughs> maybe we'll just talk about that now son <laughs> um you know, it, it's uh, anytime a band like this comes along, um, we actually got on our radar because, uh, sort of, because of a project that you're involved with, the uh, Dead to Me podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously Grateful Dead oriented, at least in the marketing. It's supposed to uh, appeal to heads. The funny thing happened though in the '90s, post Grateful Dead, and and through the 2000s, the heads turned out to like stuff like Pavement, to like stuff like Sonic Youth, to like these like grungy, uh, more rock and roll stuff. And I think it got missed a little bit. So now we jump forward to 2019 and actually 2018 last year with Cosmic Cash. And you have this mm-hmm. band that has Garcia in their name that people who may not even have been born when any of this was happening are saying they sound jammy and stuff. And I think what we should talk about is is whether that's right with this band. And I, I want to start with – <laughs> I want to make this clear. Uh, I love this band. I, they're, they're rad. But I, but I think I – think what's happening is they might be getting sort of pigeonholed into a certain thing when they're, they seem to be a whole lot more than what people are like giving them credit for. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, they're, they're not, um, they're not uh, like you, you would listen to this record and walk away, not necessarily thinking, Oh, this is a band that, that jams or this is, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't know their name and someone just had this on at a party, you might react to it the same way you would to like Ultimate Painting, which is a band that we talked about beforehand, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. R.I.P. Ultimate Painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest, rest, rest in power, friends. Um, <laughs> but, but they're uh, you know they have that sort of like sunny kind of sixties-ish sort of vibe a little bit. Not, not in the, not in the you know dead uh, like acid test sort of a yeah. a sunnier kind of like you know the the harmonies sort of work and. There's a little bit of that um, kind of uh, that pavementy vibe, especially like the spiral stairs type songs. I think sure, I heard a lot sure. of that in here when they're sort of hanging, you know, singing at like higher pitches uh, than than maybe they're they're comfortable doing, and it it gives the music this really great like strain, you know, strained quality. I guess. Yeah, I've heard it referred to as um, uh, reminiscent of bands from the wetlands. Which was a club in in New York City. Yeah, um, that, that, another rusty piece. Well, and to be clear, though, like a lot of really bad jam bands went through the wetlands. Yes, <laughs> um, and and there's nothing wrong with that. There was a time in the '90s, kids, where jam bands were kind of king, uh, coming off mm-hmm. the Horde tour. Uh, and so, you know, I hear this, and I hear like early fish. I hear widespread panic. Yeah, um, I hear bands like that, and. And then immediately, like that puts me at like a fish after show, which is weird because I think this is the second band we've talked about this year. Where we're like, yeah, they can play at a fish after show. <laughs> um, but but it, it it's it's a weird kind of um, college rock to bring back that term that people were obviously into that, but in college, like you're more laid back and stuff, and you're more uh, open to experimentation. So while you're 
correct in that this doesn't jam. Uh, I've heard they jam live. I don't think either of us have seen them. But yeah, I just I just missed seeing them. Just with, missed them. With yeah. Grateful Shred, but um, but, but the Korean but they, barbecue yeah. was too tasty, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had a huge bowl good. of octopus to eat, and it just that's yeah. always the case. <laughs> uh, you know, it, but it 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 doesn't necessarily jam, and that that might be okay because this particular brand of rock is uh, looser. You mentioned sunnier. Um, it it feels like the 90s like i haven't been interested in the 90s since the 90s <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and and i'm hearing this and i'm hearing all these bands that were you know in our townhouse of virginia tech that i'm pulling cds out that nobody would ever hear of again that made like one album and and really like sort of went for it and it was entertaining and i don't even think a lot of these made it to like mtv mm-hmm. uh but these guys are getting uh, a lot of props they're occurring touring with Kurt Vile, uh, relics is really like hip to him. And it's, I think it's bringing a new type of, uh, energy to, uh, an entirely new generation that maybe, um, for the nineties is just an abstraction. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there, there is definitely like, I kept trying to like put my finger on what flavor of nineties, this mm-hmm. this reminds me of and and there and there's actually a lot of different things in the mix some of them that are probably obscure and that the band you know doesn't wouldn't know about but they're probably right. drinking from the same water as that um and none of them spin doctors thank god no spin doctors <laughs> um no hootie um yeah no, but uh but you know there's there's like i would have moments and think like oh this sounds sort of like i don't know the poster children or or, or luna or something like that yeah um, there's yeah. some there's some sonic youth in there um uh, indirectly probably um but i think i think the main thing is that there's like a there's a non-shaggy quality to this which yeah. which i think is really kind of uh, which almost puts it more in that like and that's maybe why i was going to sonic youth it almost puts it more in the like television family tree Okay. Uh, in 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 some ways, it's sort of got that like urban cosmopolitan uh, feel to it a little bit, and some of that comes, I think, from from the fact that the songs are are fairly tight, and you know the solos yeah. uh, max out at like a minute and a half or something. Yeah, um, they're from Rutherford, New Jersey, mm-hmm. so that's not necessarily the headiest of of neighborhoods, <laughs> right. I guess. Um, and um, yeah, I, there's no way to say this without <laughs> sounding. Uh, Pejorative, but you know this definitely recalls uh, a feeling of cargo shorts and hacky sacks. There's some right? of that, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's some of that, yeah. and it, and you know the backwards baseball cap, and 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 it's and it's fine. Like not digging too deep into it. I want to play a track right now. Um, while we're talking about the '90s and this music, uh, Weathered Mountains, and what struck me about this track is that. In it, you said Sonic Youth, I said Nirvana, but these are bands that are that people their age only know uh, again in abstraction. Yep, like they they know that that's their classic rock, and that's just a weird thing. And then to see it channeled, right. I, I think actually so well on this track uh, is is kind of remarkable and blowing my mind as an old.
constipation world, that that's uh, it, I, I don't want to say the crow soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, I want to say the crow soundtrack, but I don't really want to say the crow soundtrack. That's just a classic '90s vibe, right? Yeah, and it lives in that weird space where, like, it, it it's a little it's a little Nirvana, like you called out. It's a little built to spill or pavement. Uh-huh. Like, it's got it's got sort of all of those those pieces in there. Um, and, um, and it's, it's, it, you know, it does, uh, there's something like not self-conscious about the way this album sounds to me, which yeah. I really kind of like, like, it's just a record that you can put on with like in most company and, um, and everyone's going to be okay with it. And that, that, that like also sounds pejorative, but it's not like, it's difficult to make an album no, that's yeah. good, like pleasant to listen to and enjoyable and that there's enough in it for you to sort of latch on to if you want to, but there's. Uh, but you're also like, you can also just have it on as background music and kind of like enjoy what it does for the vibe in the room. Yeah. And I think that's something that has been missing a lot from music lately is, is that uh, universality. I mean, you don't, you, you can, you can experiment, you can make great changes to an idiom and, and fuck with it all you want. Um, but at the end of the day, people react to stuff uh, that is uh, pleasing, for lack of a better word. For um, sure, and that and that doesn't mean it can't be aggressive. That doesn't mean it can't be atonal. That doesn't mean it can't be weird, because uh, God knows this record is weird. Because <laughs> it's got these like huge riffs and these huge like you know just psychedelic moments uh, that are over really quick. So you don't go too far in outer space. You sort of like start heading toward the stratosphere and get snapped back down to Earth. But but it's in the DNA. For sure, um, there's that's it's. It's really interesting the way you phrase that, 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 um, you know, the album has, it has these moments that kind of like demand your attention when like the songs get big or loud or whatever. Um, there's, there's a couple of sort of like jammy looser spots, but, um, but it's, it's really well, helpful. Weathered Mountains is, is, is yeah. one of those. Yeah. 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 It's really held together, I think, just by like the fact that these are sort of like tight, well-executed songs. Um, I uh, and I would love to hear from from them, like because this feels a little bit like a change. I don't want to say like a pivot, but but you know, their 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 other uh, the rest of their catalog to me sounds a little bit more canonically jam bandy. Like it's got a little yeah. bit more of that southern rock kind of feel. Cosmic Cash um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um and this really feels again like they were just sort of like, no, we're also into all these other, you know, nineties like indie rock things. And um and here I feel it is. like I feel I feel like so I've been digging into uh King King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh yeah. And and really getting into that. And this is literally the first time I ever listened to them was maybe last week. Okay. And so I'm plowing through their catalog and, and we're probably gonna talk about them later on this year. You're doing a lot of like mental math and working on scales then. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so, I am. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know about if, if it's about that. I think it's about of like imagining if I was dropping all the acid right. that is available in Australia. <laughs> uh I would not recommend that. But uh but um 
you know, what I'm noticing about them is something that I definitely see in here. And I'm sure they're influenced by this band because, I mean, look, uh, King Gizzard has, what, like 3,000 albums out. Right. Uh, one of them you can even just get the files and make the album a vinyl yourself. Wow. Like it's free. It's it's Creative Commons. Um, I think that's Polywoggin or something like that. But okay. neither here nor there. The my point is is that what I've noticed is that they go from uh, the sort of hazy vibe that uh, this band is doing on uh, Cosmic Cash, and through the course of King Gizzard's career, they just get like a little louder, and they dip back into that sometimes. But it, it feels like, and and I and I kind of hope that Garcia Peoples are on this trajectory that they're they know how to write the good songs, right? And they know how to get that vibe, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily satisfying all the time. So that you get like messy, louder stuff. Uh, you know, the track we heard. I think Hiding Violence is a pretty good example. A little bit of pavement, a little bit of grooviness in there. You could, you could. There's, there's probably some tapestries hung up in that in that room. Um, <laughs> there's definitely some tapestries. Yeah, just to just to sort of capture the vibe. Um, it, it's it's a great example of like of just their approach to like musicality and songwriting. I mean, I mean, there's this sort of like interesting riff that is that is like not entirely conventional, but it's also not unnecessarily challenging. And, and yeah, and the song just kind of moves, right? Right, right, and it has those little atonal like pings in there. So you're, it's sort of like you're just sort of bubbling in and out of existence. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think you pegged it here. This is tapestry core, dude. <laughs> tapestry core. <laughs> <laughs> because, because think about this, man. So you know, uh, first of all, I'm sure both our ladies have mocked us at one point or another for like looking at a tapestry and going, "Yeah, Whoa. right, <laughs> yeah, for right? sure." 
Yeah. So, but it's like, oh, that is nice. We got to hang that up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. In fact, when we moved, I was like, I'm going to get a tapestry. And I just got to look like, no, you're not living here. (laughs) And and that's what happens when you get old kids. Your dreams are crushed and you can't have tapestries. But, but I think these guys are living their best life, right? They're, they're out on tour. They're playing like heady shows. Like I said, they're touring with Riley Walker right now. Um, and if they get together and cover another David Matthews album, I'm going to kill them all. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, this is, is just that, uh, that type of slightly elevated, uh, as they'd say, intellectual, uh, in touch with all the stuff that make that dorm room group. Like you're the guy in the hall that people come to, and be like, hey, and you got a quarterback or something. Yeah, and like, check out check out these teens. I can play on my guitar. Um, that's that's really that's really well put. It's it's uh, given given the fact that these guys are fairly young. You know, I keep going back to um, a little factoid from my brother that I think I mentioned on the on the Dead to Me podcast at one point, which yeah. was that that he, I, you know, I guess my brother was saying that living out west, he routinely encounters kids who were like into pigeons playing ping pong but like never got around to listening to fish yeah they just started with pigeons (laughs) playing ping pong right and they were like oh someday i should check you know oh i've 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 heard they're good i've been meaning to check those out um yeah yeah and and this is here to me is the opposite of that right these guys are like they're like very young and they're very much doing their own thing but they're not but they're not like ignorant of of the kind of the context of what they're doing do you mean opposite as in as in it's good I also, also, and that it's good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's an important not to, distinction. Not to blow your shot at interviewing pigeons playing ping pong, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's what we were talking about the 90s jam band scene, man. There's just some terrible shit. Yeah. Uh, there's some terrible shit that, like, some of us still haven't recovered from. Um, but, uh, y- you know, there were bands that, that rose above, and I think this would have been one of them. And I don't, I don't know. Do you? I don't want to call it yet, but I feel like there is some sort of jam renaissance coming. You know, I, I was just at that. Um, was just at that Lucy Dacus show here on Friday yeah. night, which was gr- yeah. which was one of the most un DC crowds I think I've ever seen at a, nice. at a live show. Nice. Um, everyone was singing, you know, along to every fucking song. The 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 second act on the bill was Mal Blum, who I was not familiar with, mm-hmm. and um, although I loved uh, I loved their songs, and and the bassist came out in a Skull and Roses uh, shirt, right. big tall shaggy dude, and um, I don't think I went to the Black Cat that night expecting to see like someone on stage wearing Grateful Dead shit. Um, yeah, and Lucy and her crowd are, are are actually a little younger. They're I think this, yeah. this age and stuff. And and I think we're beyond the hot topic Spencer's age where you get that skull and roses in that. Right. Like right. you don't see that too often anymore. Right. Um, you know, because now now they're just selling really expensive vinyl to all us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. You're like, take yeah. my money. Nope. Um there's a uh, there's a new Jerry Garcia beanie, by the way. That's uh <laughs> Based on it's based on the poncho he wears at the at, for that Playboy gig. Do you know this? The, okay. the, the yeah, like, yeah, after yeah. dark. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Total, yeah. total tangent, but 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 they, but they took the pattern on that poncho and made a beanie out of it, and it looks fucking awesome. Hell yes. Um. Yeah. So the kids are the kids are. It turns out might be all right. Right. I think I think they're gonna. I think. 
I think they have plenty to like to to build on, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, these guys can go. They can sort of start off uh, with the dead and in that world, and then they could say they could head over to you know Sweden and hang out with Dungan a little bit and yeah. get into that kind of yeah. vibe. Like there's there's a there is a a a for sure uh, psychedelic movement that's kind of afoot. I don't know if that's just with the liberalization of of pot everywhere and the fact that it's like so strong now. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's I don't know if people are legit like taking acid again. I just I I wouldn't know. Right, um, right. But I feel like they right. are. Or just, or just people like it, when you dig into this stuff and dig into old psychedelia and and you you know, it's it's good music. It's not far removed from like garage rock and like yeah, I, yeah. I, I draw a distinction between where this really took off. There was a split between this and and like mod like English mm-hmm. mod. So, and, and it was just that it got weird. The solos, basically they just put a flanger and a delay on it that like stuff like mod didn't yeah. have, but like yeah. early Rolling Stones, if you just, if you affect that out, you're going to get uh, this sort of jammy ass music. And I, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day when listening to this album, listening to their first album and, you know, they're recording already with uh, people who have produced like War on Drugs and Kurt Vile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good fit. That's a very good fit for yeah. their sound. Yeah. What we are seeing a lot, though, in that space is a lot of uh, homogeneity uh, in, in sound. And that can get boring real quick. And I feel like because these guys are tight, because their songs are good, that they might be getting this 2019 might be their year. And I just sort of, it's like, I feel like an old dad. It's like, I don't want them to grow up too fast. <laughs> I, I feel, I yeah. feel like they have so much as good as they are. And, and again, to be clear, I think this album's great. I think this is exactly what we need in 2019. I think most of the albums, it, it, we've been talking about a lot of jazz. We're going to be talking about some hip hop coming up. The rock has kind of sucked. XX was the first shot. This mm-hmm. is the second one. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I just see this huge room for growth and potential and what they can do with, with just the talent they have right now. But I also see them getting just pushed into a box and people like go play the show monkey. Well, they're going to have to figure out the, um, the sort of cast McCombs path forward. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and whether that's, you know, I mean, maybe someone like Damien Gerardo can take them. Uh, yeah. can give them some advice on like how to sort of figure out their, their path through the wilderness. Um, yeah. But his, uh, it, it, to be clear, his music is psychedelic as fuck. Oh yeah. 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 He's a psychedelic dude. But, but you know, yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that'd be a good fit. Something like Cass McCombs, like go out with these people that have gained wisdom of doing this work and understanding like the psychedelia, if they're interested in that, maybe they yeah. just want to be fucking rock stars. That's okay. Which, yeah, which works too. I mean, I mean, I think, I think this is, um, I think, I think they're, um, like, I, I really love this album. I think there's, there's just a lot to, to enjoy about it. And, um, and I can, I can see myself listening to it all summer long. I feel yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like in the next year or so, you know, th- that's sort of their make or break moment in terms of their, uh, not, not business wise, but in terms of like, what they get exposed to and who they decide to partner right. with after that. Cause I think the album after this one is going, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that to be for sure. their big album. For sure. for sure. Because this one was a big step up from cosmic cash and cosmic yeah. cash is yeah. good. It's just a different type of album. And, and the next one is going to be a, another, you know, I was talking about this with uh, their publicist 
a while back mm-hmm. when I uh, got this album, and and I said, "Wow, they've really leveled up from Cosmic Cash." And he's like, "Man, I just saw them in a live show, and they've leveled up already." Again. Wow! So like the work they're doing is like they're capturing a snapshot, and and again, that's the you know King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard way. It's just this mute. They have a mission of of seemingly a mission of just fucking rocking. Yeah, I sort of hope they stay true to that and don't try to like do the sort of um the like uh um i don't want to this this is going to sound catty like sort of the my morning jacket route is kind of where i don't want them yeah. to go i don't want them to try to kind of be that to try to sort of do like a, a sort of a soft radio head or something like that i don't need them to to think their next album has to be like their yankee hotel foxtrot like i think right. i think there's gonna be a lot of pressure on them to do that um, but the, the the other side of that, or, or sort of off to the side of that, is like, how do you ba- tell a band to be like, don't write hook, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> write hook because you'll be rich and you can do with any, yeah. whatever the fuck you want, because um, that arguably ended any legitimacy that Blues Driver had claimed to, right, right. <laughs> and they're uh, all great musicians. That's the thing, right? Ah, uh, the Horde Festival. <laughs> the Horde Festival. Um, uh, maybe the who? I mean, they're doing Woodstock Fifty. Maybe they'll bring back Horde. That would be that'd be kind of amazing. Oh my god, Blues Traveler, Black Crows. <laughs> it'd be it'd be most excellent. So so yeah, I guess I guess the the point is is this is a great fucking album. Uh, if you like psychedelic music, if you like just rock and roll, if you like nineties music, uh, they're covering like most of the bases. Yeah. Uh, so just get out and check it out. And they're on tour. They're coming. I'm going to see them here. Oh, they're nice. playing the Milwaukee Psych Fest. Oh, nice. and hopefully you get a chance to talk to them. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they're playing the Milwaukee Psych Fest here with a bunch of great bands uh, at this venue that is essentially made for acid tests. Like I couldn't even put you should come up is what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, uh, it's a great album. It is out on Friday. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Eduardo. Cheers. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back in a few minutes, and uh, our friend Phil Cook put out a new song, a new album this week. So we're gonna play a little track. is out there everywhere. Uh, Garcia Peoples is a great band, and uh, you should you should get hip to them. If I hope it'd be rad if this is the first time you're hearing about this band because uh, we like to do that for people. And and fuck man, this this band is fucking rad. I can't wait to see them here in Milwaukee. They're playing at a thing called the Milwaukee Psych Fest. It's at this amazing venue, and um, and yeah, I just. I love what they're doing, and uh, and I can't wait to see what they do down the road. This is just the beginning, as you heard us say, and they are um, uh, to segue into our next sort of thing we're going to talk about. They are uh, definitely adding or growing off the tree, and the tree I'm talking about is something that Phil Cook, our good friend, has spoke about in our uh, old HQ in the basement. You know where music is a tree, and these branches grow off, and 
and leaves grow, but they fall off and sometimes branches die. But but there's this trunk that needs nourishment. And and you know, Phil, in talking about that, uh, I I never know if he understands how much he is a part of that, how much he is a part of the trunk. I hope he does because he keeps putting out remarkable work. And the album he just put out, as far as I can see, is yet another example of why this is one of the people that is going to drive our music culture uh, going forward for years to come. Uh, it is a collection of, of, of songs from 2009 to 2019, and it's, it's stuff that is out of print. It's stuff that he maybe had on his phone. You know, if you hear our interview, you hear him talking about he had so many ideas on, on his music memos on his phone um, and stuff that he just wanted you to hear. And it's remarkable. And it and and what is remarkable for me, I, I actually I sent him a message and I said, hey, you know, this is great. You're you're taking these Ry Cooter vibes because we've talked a lot about Ry Cooter and the influence on him and and me uh, and 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 taking these Ray Cooter vibes and turning them into Phil Cook vibes and putting them out into the world. And isn't that the point of all of this? Isn't that the point of the tree? And it is. It's lovely, and it's great that we get to listen to this and live in the age of Phil Cook. Uh, and so what I wanted to do was go out on one of these tracks and uh, leave you in a state of peace. Uh, and the name of that track is Frazy Minnesota, probably named for where he he recorded it into his phone or, or whatever. And it's uh, it's sweet. It's really sweet. So we're going to talk to you in a few short days. Uh, and... And so hang out, be safe, uh, love your people. And in the meantime, listen to Phil Cook uh, sort of play you off. This is Frazy Minnesota.